everyone. Welcome back to the Infatuation Podcast. We are talking about romance today. It was going to be our Valentine's episode, but we actually have two Valentine's shows for you this year. So I called in some friends. We're going to do a K-drama Valentine's show, and I thought the theme would be romance. And we asked people to pick their favorite love line or romance story within a K-drama. And so we have a real star-studded cast. I'll tell you about them in a second. But before we get to them, I want to introduce my co-host for the night. You know them already. They're my my day ones, my K-drama posse. It is Jennifer and Nadira. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Happy Saturday. Well, it's Saturday for us. It's Sunday for Nadira. Happy Sunday. What's new in uh, Brisbane? Oh, everyone is just complaining about the weather. You know how it goes. It's 40, real feel is 40 degrees. It's so humid, so sticky. I think Mm. my aircon has been on continuously for about two months now. (laughs) It's it's so bizarro, right? It's like Jennifer and I are in our fleeces and our hoodies. Yeah. It's been chilly in San Francisco and rainy, but you're complaining about the sweltering heat. But, you know, that would be the life, right? If you were rich enough to have a house in Australia for the our winter and then a house in California for your summer, that'd be the way to go. All right. Jennifer, what's new with you? Um, well, I just came back from Japan. What? After a two-week trip in Japan, I went to um, Tokyo, Hakone, uh, Kyoto, and Osaka. Wow. So. Did you see like a hundred Californians out there? Isn't it like crawling with Californians? You know, surprisingly, no. Okay. I have never been surrounded. There was a lot of tourists, but there were also tons of Japanese people. Mm-hmm. I think I only mm-hmm. ran into two um, Californians my time there. Okay. And okay. one Canadian. Nice. Wait, are you on winter break or something? How is this possible? Yeah. So I'm on a two week break and I go back in two days. Oh, Okay. And then this is the final push. Are you done? Yeah. After? And then final push, and I graduate in May. Wow. I know. Very. Seems like just just yesterday we were talking about I you know. going to nursing school. It's crazy. I guess three podcast episodes with you yeah. later. I finished. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how that we take the time off. Yeah. Well, congrats. We'll have to do a congratulations show in the summer when you're finished. Yeah, for sure. All right. All right. So. Uh, you guys up to the challenge today? I heard we were talking a minute ago about how this challenge was a little hard. I was complaining to Curtis that I haven't really been watching any romances. I feel like I've been on variety shows. I, I guess, yeah, I've been watching variety shows, some thrillers, um, but not really into any romances. There, there hasn't been one in the past, like, two to three months that has really stuck with me. I don't know about mm-hmm. you, Nadera. Mm-hmm. I think I'm the same. I've actually been watching a lot more Chinese dramas and like idol group stuff because I need like something warm and fuzzy. Um, and uh-huh. I don't know. I think uh-huh. K-dramas are just filled with revenge um, in 2023. <laughs> it seems like it. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, now that you mention it, there's there's a lot of bloody ones, revenge ones, bullying ones. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. Well, we'll see. You might have to dig deep to come up with an episode or a uh, a love line. That is kind of how K dramas built their reputation, though. Yeah, is is romance and love lines and one true pairs and those yeah. kinds of things. Boys before Re- flowers. Oh, reincarnations. <laughs> there's a lot of reincarnations this year. Yeah, or uh, actually, you know, there's some supernatural love stories in the last two years or so. A lot of. I mean, ever probably ever since Goblin, right? Goblin was kind yeah. of the roadmap for supernatural love stories, and then 
Yeah, so um so I don't know. So but there's a lot. There's a lot to choose from. So hopefully you guys came up with one. But the way the format's gonna work tonight is I actually asked some friends of ours to make little clips for us, or some of them actually got on a call with me. But we talked to, it's basically an all-star cast of K-Drama podcasters. We're talking to Judy and Linda. They made a tape for us uh, from K-Drama My Eyes Out. Leah from Afternoona Delight Podcast. Jess, our good buddy from Daybot K-Rambles. And Margo from K-Dramas with Margo. And last but not least, the trio from the Pocha Playlist. Uh, Andy, Jenny, and Brandon will make an appearance on this show. So they recorded these for us. And we're just going to break it down, and then maybe we'll slide our picks in between. So you guys don't have to do a lot. You do have to have one pick, but you don't have to do a lot tonight. You just have to react. I love that. (laughs) All right. um, Let's see. Should we start with one of us, or should we start with one of them first? Well, there's more of them than there are us, so. I think we should save the best for last. Save ourselves for last. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's go with uh, Nigeria. Why don't you pick one to go with? Um, let's start with Afternoon of Delight. Oh, yeah. Good. All right. So we're going to start with Leah from the Afternoon of Delight podcast. A great name for a podcast. Uh, it's super fun. Like these, these ones. So it's Leah, Megan, and Amy, and they write romance novels. So they kind of knew each other in passing from conferences or whatnot. So they knew each other as American romance novelists. And none of them are Korean. None of them are Asian. But they just kind of bonded. I think it was I think it was Crash Landing on You, if I, if I recall correctly, that they said, hey, you got to watch this. This is right up our alley because, you know, romance novels and, you know, romance shows. And they got into it, and then they started podcasting, and they're they're super good friends now. And, and it's just like listening to three three women just chatting about life and about just what's going on with their careers and their families. You know, some of them are moms, and they talk about K dramas as well. So everybody give them a listen. But uh, so Leah's in the West Coast, so she was the one who called in. So everyone out there, I'm gonna play a little clip from Leah. So we are with Leah Riley, a romance author who's written over 25 books and is also one of the co-hosts from the Afternoon Delight podcast. Hey, Leah, how's it going? Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Oh, I'm stoked to have you. I want to hear I want to hear your answer. As someone who's written so many romance novels, <laughs> this should be good. Uh, we have and we have to do an episode together sometime. So we will We'll get you on the the real pod one of these days. We'll do a full deep dive into your background. Love it. All right. But for this little snippet, we wanted to hear from people who watch a lot of K-dramas. We wanted to hear what their favorite K-drama love line is. So was this hard for you to come up with? No. (laughs) Oh, it's easy as a slam dunk. (laughs) As soon as you said it, I was like, I know exactly which one I'm going to say. All right. So without further ado, what is your favorite K-drama love line? All right. So just do the line, no context, and then we unpack it. Yeah, that's up to you. However okay, you want. You can give it like context. This. No, I, let's start it like this. So my love line is coming from uh, a drama that's called The First Shop of Coffee Prince, or as it's normally known, just Coffee Prince. Uh-huh. And the line is I think it's iconic, <laughs> but it is a line spoken by uh, the actor Gong Yu, who uh, uh-huh. his character is Hong Kyul in the in the drama. And he says, I like you, whether you're a man or an alien, I don't care anymore. And then he goes in for the big smoocheroni. 
Yeah, yeah. I no, you know what? Full disclosure, I haven't watched Coffee Prince. It's I feel like it is more modern and edgy than dramas coming out now. Huh. What year is that again? 2007? Oh, gosh. I feel like it might be like 2008, but I am jumping at straws right now. <laughs> Somewhere around. Uh, 2007, it, I think, actually. Yeah, 2007, 8, I believe. And I will say the first couple of episodes for anyone who watches it does look like it might get kind of problematic um, uh-huh. with a little bit of like over the top, like gay panic and things. But if you just yeah. kind of like hook in and like stay the course for like two episodes there's a very big tonal shift and i think it actually feels very um very affirming and positive for the rest of the drama okay all right yeah no you know what i you know jess gave me a hard time about not watching this one because we did a we did a k-drama draft and the category was pick a drama with anyone from goblin Mm. pick another drama anyone from goblin and uh, she mentioned this, and I was like, "Oh, I've never seen that." And she's like, "Wait, stop the podcast! What, <laughs> what do you mean you haven't seen Coffee Friends yet?" So it's very good. It's very good, and I think it does something where I don't think it's really easy to do, um, kind of like a hidden gender trope so much in in modern contemporary romances without it feeling like it's going to get really icky or weird. Like I think it can, yeah, yeah, it can work well in like the Joseon dramas to a point because you can have like folks like in the palace and costume, whatever. But in this one, I think it, I mean, honestly, I, this is a whole conversation for a different time, but my hill to die in is I feel like in many ways, this could be almost like a non-binary romance, but it's very like Mm -hmm. throughout the drama, Gong Yu is grappling with the fact that he's developing feelings for what he thinks is um, a young barista, a young male barista in his coffee shop. Who's actually Mm -hmm. um, a secret girl. He only hired young cute boys basically to work at the (laughs) coffee shop. And, Uh um, and so he has growing feelings and finally one day just decides like, screw it. Like he's like unpacked everything. Everything, yeah. I don't care and he goes for it. and so it's kind of this mm. idea that like love is love beyond anything and it's just a really I just love the scene so much she's painting she's got paint on her face like he gets wow. her up against the mural I like it <laughs> oh wow wow all right no good pig I don't think anyone's gonna disagree with this I've never heard anything bad about coffee friends so uh good choice thank you so much for coming on all right well thank you so much for having me and yeah we'll connect soon all right, uh, listen to Leah on Afternoon of Delight if you get a chance, people. What do you think of that pick, Coffee Prince? It's been so long <laughs> since I watched it, so I'm not even sure how strongly I feel about that statement. An oldie, but a goodie. <laughs> it has a lot of good points, though. It's funny you say that because I literally had to reread the summary of Coffee Prince on Wikipedia because all <laughs> I could remember is the kiss scene that she was referring to uh-huh, and nothing uh-huh. else. Um and I will say that this is like a classic. It's like something that is super yeah. fun to watch. And it was ahead of its time. And it actually gave birth to like the whole gender bender kind yeah. of drama thing. So it actually like led to one of my other favorite dramas, like You're Beautiful. So I'm mm-hmm. glad that it exists. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I should probably watch it. Yeah, it's probably one of those things that is it's. One of those ones that I think is historic in the sense of where the industry was back then. It wasn't international as much back then, and it definitely wasn't blown up as much as it is now. In terms so. of gender bender, I think it's one of the better ones because she okay. she never went out to say, hey, I'm actually a girl or, you know, oh, I'm a boy. She never did that. She just let people think what they thought because that's just how mm. she was dressed, I guess, and how she was a bit of a tomboy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I love Leah too. She she took it very literally when I said your favorite love line. She actually pulled a line from the drama. So she's the only one who actually took it literally, but love it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, she had great breakdown. So gotta love Leah. She was sick as a dog too. She <laughs> she was kind of coming down with a cold or something when we recorded. So uh, props to Leah. Thank you, Leah, for coming on. So yeah, Coffee Prince, write that down if you haven't seen that one yet. If, especially if you liked Goblin, you like Gong Yu. I mean, this is probably his best drama other than Goblin, yeah? Or And don't forget the said, Cafe Boys. Uh, the Cafe Boys is a reason to watch. Yeah. <laughs> Kim Jae-wook right. is my favorite. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, everyone out there, I hope you agree with that pick. I think it sounds like a solid pick. Uh, you know what? I think we maybe we'll insert one of our picks now. Does one of us want to go first? I'll go on um, for 2023. I was quite... I'm not sure what the word is because I didn't like the original version, but the or, or the first one, but the second one, soundtrack number two, I was oh. surprised how much I enjoyed it, and I wondered it's because maybe because I didn't like the first one. Um, <laughs> I think someone was saying online how it has a similar plot to persuasion. I think where someone broke up and got back together. This is just a modern twist to it. Um, the guy is, he was in Pachinko, so I think you would know him, um, Curtis. Mm-hmm. I think he was the dad, and the girl is from Interest of Love. She was the second mm-hmm. lead, and you know, the story is about this couple who broke up when they were struggling financially. The girl didn't feel like they had a lot in common, and the guy took it personally, and then fast forward maybe about five five, maybe seven years later, he's like the successful, of course, CEO of a company, and she's still doing delivery to make, um, you know, ends meet. So that's, that's interesting. It's only, I think, about four or maybe six episodes long. Um, I recommend it if you want something short. And it's totally different cast than the first cast. Yeah. Yeah. It's a completely different one. There's, there's no crossover or anything like that. Oh, okay. So it's not really a sequel. It's just kind of a installment i guess okay okay let me see how many i've never seen that before uh six episodes wow okay is it a musical where they sing to each other no why why do you ask that (laughs) okay okay because it's called soundtrack number two so i i think i'm mistaking it for something else (laughs) oh no no i think it's because their jobs normally have something to do with music oh okay okay good what's the one with ji chang wook Cause yeah, cause if it's a musical, I'm not watching it for sure. But if it's not, that's totally my cup of tea. <laughs> what was, what was the one with Ji Chang Wook the musical? That Something about a magic, the sound of magic. Yes, oh, yes, sound yes. of magic. He was like <laughs> yeah. a magician or something. Right, right, and that was a musical. That was it was not good. It was not good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, soundtrack number two. Give it a try. And and the love line is, is solid? Like you really like the romance in this one? I do. At first I didn't get it because it's about, you know, old old flame and I've never done that. Uh, but this mm-hmm. is actually, they build up the tension so well and towards the end you're just rooting for them. Hmm. Okay. I don't know these actors that well. Though. They're kind of lo- lesser known. Yeah, I don't recognize bit. anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I like that when we pick dramas that we haven't watched so we can recommend it to other people. All right. So Nadira picked soundtrack number two. We have Coffee Prince picked already. 
Uh, Jennifer, do you want to pick who's next on our guest spots? Uh, let's go with K-Drama My Eyes Out. Yeah, all right. Our good pals Judy and Linda from Toronto, Canada. Hello, hello. This is Judy and Linda, and we are from the K-Drama My Eyes Out podcast. Hello. And we were asked by Curtis to think of... A romantic moment or a, a romance in a K-drama. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, I'll get started. Okay. Uh, I found this question rather... It, it wasn't super difficult, but it wasn't very easy. <laughs> As you know, in K-dramas, there's romance everywhere. Okay. People are getting coupled up even when it doesn't make sense. Yes. But... I was really trying to think hard about a romance that I really, really like. And I have one kind of joke answer and an actual <laughs> answer. So I'll come up with that. Um, my joke answer is, of course, in Signal, the, the <laughs> romance uh, that Cho jin -nung has with that lady in his village. The who, one who is murdered. The one who is murdered by the serial killer. <laughs> and... You know what? It could be a joke answer, but I think their interaction as they get to know each other and they have crushes on each other, obviously, I think it's very sweet. And it kills me that she is murdered before anything can come of it. They were just about to go on a movie date together. Mm. And that's when she's killed. And Cho Jin-nung is so heartbroken. Mm -hmm. And even though it's a very brief thing in like one episode of the series, I found that so affecting. And I remember crying buckets during mm. that scene. So mm -hmm. that's my sort of fake answer, if you will. <laughs> and then my real answer now is I really like the one-sided crush, kind of, uh -huh. that happens between Son Dok and uh. um, Ryu Jun character mm -hmm. in Reply 1988. Mm -hmm. Yes, Park Bo is there in the background. It's fine. He's Park Bo everybody. But the way that Ryu Jun portrays He's liked her for so long and it's always like he can't bring himself to express it. And she, I think, likes him at certain points in the series, but it's always like sort of missed connections. Mm -hmm. And he, if he had taken that one step, they would have actually gotten together and possibly been very happy together. But he just couldn't do it. And so Sandok gets taken by Park Bogum's character, Tech. And hey, that's nice too. <laughs> I love them together. They're cute. But like that Eugene are longing mm -hmm. is so well done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was also thinking of that romance, actually, when I was thinking about this answer. Yeah. But yeah, the same as you. I found this question kind of difficult, but also not mm. um, difficult in that. Yeah. Like every K-drama has a romance in it. Mm hmm. A lot of them aren't particularly good. No. A lot of them lack a lot of chemistry. <laughs> Um, so I had to really think about the last time that I saw a drama where I actually rooted for the characters mm -hmm. to get together yeah. and I was really happy that they were together and they were so cute together. Mm -hmm. And what I came up with, um, was Park Kyung-sik and Park Bo-young's characters mm. in Strong Woman Do Bong-soon. Yes. So, and the reason why is just because their relationship was so believable because of the amount of chemistry they had. Mm. And he was just so sweet. He to was her, great. Yeah. 
so, so sweet and willing to do anything for her. And the way that their relationship kind of developed, it wasn't like one episode, oh, I hate you. Next episode, I love you. Mm. That happens a lot in dramas. Yeah. It was more of a slow build up or mm-hmm. a relatively slow build up. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it just it really came down to the chemistry and um, and the way they portrayed it, I think. Yeah. Mm hmm. Man, that was a long time ago. It was. Yeah. That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's our answer to mm-hmm. this all-important question of which romance is the best in K-dramas. <laughs> in our experience. In our, yeah. And, in our opinions. Uh, yes. <laughs> so thank you very much for letting us participate in your podcast. Yeah. And uh, thank you. If you want to check out our podcast, it's called K-Drama My Eyes Out. And that's available anywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Come listen. You don't have to. I mean, you really don't have to. It's fine. Yeah, thanks for letting us participate. Um, <laughs> bye. Thank you. My ride or die podcast. Sorry, yeah, Curtis. That was our, that, you know, you've heard our origin story. If it wasn't for them, that's kind of how we got started. Um, so, yeah, thank you, Judy and Linda, for talking on there. And uh, Judy added that she messed up on the name in uh, reply. She called... Uh, her son Dok, but she meant to say Dok Sun. <laughs> so uh, anyway, if anyone caught that, Judy realized her mistake after she recorded it. But yeah, some classics there, right? So we love Signal as well. Not really a romance, but yeah, she has a point. There is a left definite love story for a minute. It doesn't turn out well. There's actually multiple love stories in Signal, true. to be fair. Yes, and true. a lot of them were compelling. Yeah, yeah. But then she went with Reply 1988. Um, you know, uh, full disclosure, I didn't get into Reply 88. I was literally going to really? say, why are you agreeing with Jennifer when you haven't watched it? <laughs> I know, I know. I, I, you know, there, I, I, I could see why people like it, but for me, it just didn't suck me in, and I only got maybe three episodes in. There was a lot of yelling. There's a lot of just <laughs> over-the-top yelling at each other, and I, I just couldn't take it. I just couldn't. That's really funny. Um, well, I will say that... He got the girl in real life, though. He might yeah, not right? have gotten the girl in the drama, but he got her in real life. Mm-hmm, I thought they broke mm-hmm. up. Even though they broke up. <laughs> let me clarify. True, true. He temporarily got her in real right, life, even right. though it didn't work out. You know, that's real life. That's not drama land. Yeah. That's just how life works out. Um, but I thought it was really fun, regardless. Yeah. And actually, Strong Woman, uh, Strong Woman is one of the first dramas I watched, too. I love Park Bo Young in that. She's so cute. Yes. So good in that one. And um, the romance, yeah, you're not watching. I, I wasn't really watching for the romance, but it was cute. It was cute in there and just really well done. <laughs> Uh, I agree, I Jennifer. Argue that you, I would argue every, the only good thing about that show was the romance. Everything oh. else was not good. <laughs> <laughs> the, best, the romance saved that show. That's what I would argue. Okay, I agree. Okay. I haven't seen any other show where the chemistry was just that sizzling. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, that show is, yeah, it does have some problems for sure uh, over the year. It d- doesn't age terribly well, but I remember watching it as one of the first K-dramas and it, it was fun. It was, there was, you know, the jokes, some, not all of them work, but it had, it had all that, it had a little bit of a mystery plot, a little bit of a supernatural hint to it, definitely some comedy, and I guess a sizzling romance as well. <laughs> but yeah, all right, so we have some good ones though. We have Reply 88, uh, we have uh, Strong Woman to Bonsoon, 
and we have coffee prints and we have soundtrack number two uh of those i've only seen one of those but okay we're gonna keep going we're gonna keep going uh let's do one more and then either jennifer uh, or jennifer wants to be last because she thinks she is gonna bring it home with a killer <laughs> no, pick at the end too much pressure I'll, can I go second to last? <laughs> she said save the best for oh, last yeah, hey did i say i was the best no oh. <laughs> okay all right all right let's go with my friend margo uh from france she is is a podcaster in um, in a town, uh, not Paris, outside of kind of on the border with Switzerland. She lives over there, and she does a podcast show in French. And um, I would tell I, it sounds great to me. I, I I can't listen to most of the episodes. She has a few in English. I did one with her for the glory, uh, but she interviews. She does interview different actors and, and whatnot in, in English. So there's a few episodes in English, but most of them are in French. Okay, let me go ahead and play this and I'll, I'll describe the drama a little bit. Okay, so I'm with Margot from K-Dramas with Margot. And so the topic is, what's your favorite romance in a K-Drama? And Margot, what is your pick? So for this one, I would say End Mid Love. Okay. All right, now that's one I haven't heard of. Uh, that's where... why... That's oh, why okay. I, ch I chose this one. So where can you watch this one? So this one is available on YouTube. It's a web drama and it has eight episodes of 90 minutes. So it's quite oh. quick to watch, actually. And okay. the quality is very good. It's one of the best web drama that I've seen in a while. Uh, Handmade Love 2020. Yeah. Uh, yeah what yeah. do you love so much about it? Or wait, first of all, who does it star? It stars... Uh, so for the ones who love Isuyak... It's for okay. you. <laughs> That's why I, I chose this one because it's not necessarily my favorite romance ever, but it's one that I really appreciate and it's one that is very underrated. That's why mm. I decided to pick this one. So we have Isuyok. I guess a lot of people know him. And mm. we have Isuji. So I don't really know her that much. Uh, yeah, I don't know her that much. I guess she's an idol. I remember correctly. Yeah, she okay. is. Okay. Well, why were you so attracted to this drama? What what made it so good for you? Isuyok. <laughs> <laughs> so some backstory. Actually, Isuyok is one of my favorite actor ever from South mm -hmm. Korea, and I find mm -hmm. him very underrated. Like he doesn't have that many dramas, and I find it quite. So Doom at Not Your Service, yeah. Tomorrow. Those are some of the bigger ones. Yeah, but it's always it was like some second lead second lead not mm. very first lead like main lead and in this one he is the main lead and uh -huh. this is the main reason why i love this drama the ost is beautiful so it all just worked for you <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm looking at the visuals right now the the visuals are, are on point for these yeah three. it's yeah. pretty good for a web drama i was kind of surprised when i saw that yeah yeah all right this is great this is a kind of a i've never heard of it but it's definitely available so mm -hmm. uh thank you so much for your pick you're welcome all right so that's probably a drama that most people haven't heard of before uh so i watched it it's 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 kind of a neat format it's uh like she said 18 minutes um eight episodes so uh, two and a half hours you can you can knock this one out nadira did you i sent you the link did you watch this one i did watch Yes. Um, I think it's okay. It's okay. I, think yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I mean, Isu Hyok is what did it for me. He has just this deep voice that kind of mm -hmm. announces his presence without doing anything else. 
Um, and yeah, he definitely needs like a good main romance role. I think he would be really good for like a Sundere kind of character. Okay. All right. So to, to summarize this one, um, it's basically a real quick, you know, what I like about it is it jumps in real quick. So it's a, basically a god who gets punished and he's sent to earth. And his punishment is he needs to make 10 outfits for humans. And while he's down here, he kind of needs to learn about human emotions and, and things. And so he, 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 meets, he meets different people who kind of teach him about love and about emotions. So it, it's a real quick watch. It's fun. It's, it's not, you know, it's not at the, the production value is high, but it's not as good as, you know, what Netflix is putting out and things like that. Though I think this was sponsored by TVN, I think. And yes, that's correct. Yeah. So it does have some production value, but it's super quick, and and you can you can kind of see things here and there. The soundtrack is kind of more just instrumental soundtrack, and but the acting is good, um, the sets were good, and the the overall story was was fine. It was fine. I think they did pretty well considering the resources they had access to. I kind of wish they wrote the female lead with a bit more umph, just a bit more. Yeah, because she they wrote a lot about her relationship with her mother, but not not enough with the main la- the main male lead. Yeah, and and you know, and Margot wasn't saying this is the best drama ever, but she just wanted to throw it out there and and give a shout out to it. Have you have you ever endured a drama that wasn't that great, but maybe you're just watching for the actor? I actually have. Um, I actually watched a, another drama where Isu Huck was the um, second lead. Mm. And I watched it just for him. So <laughs> she might actually be interested in this drama. It's a bit of an oldie. It's from 2014. And it's called Valid Love. Um, and he basically plays like a carpenter who the female lead is having an affair with. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like a steamy romance if that's her thing, which it seems yeah. like it is. So uh-huh, I would recommend uh-huh. that for her. <laughs> you know what? I watched his next project after Valid Love. It's called The Scholar Who Walks the Night. It's um oh. it's Ijungi. Um and at first I watched it for him and then turns out the production isn't very good, but that introduced me to Isu Hyok and he was very good at it as a villain. Mm, okay. Yeah, no, I think that's common. I think people will watch and and the networks know this, right? That's why they put certain stars in shows even if the the plot isn't that great or the storyline isn't great, but you'll, you'll watch it just for them. Like, I don't know. My demon was kind of like that. You know, you're kind of watching for the leads. The story itself is me, but, um, I, I, I will admit that I have watched, uh, where the stars land just for chasing. <laughs> Did you finish where stars land for chasing? Of course I finished where the stars <laughs> It was not enjoyable. <laughs> it was not that good. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not that good. And I actually watched Abyss, too, for Park Boyong. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I did that one as well. That's, that's dedication. Boyong. I know. There's certain times when you'll just suck it up and just watch it just for a person. But, yeah, everyone else. You can relate, right, audience? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. So that was fun. That was kind of a different pick. Did not expect that one. Um, you know, what's interesting is that no one picked, you know, something like Crash Landing on You, or, which is kind of the classic love story. But maybe it's like too easy. Maybe that's like the easy pick or, you know, these are K-drama professionals, right? So It's too obvious. Too obvious. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, so I think a lot of people are picking ones that maybe we wouldn't think of, or maybe it's a little different, but yeah. Okay, so let's get into the next one. Let's jump down to... Curtis, are we not doing yours or Jennifer right now? Oh, you want to do... Oh. <laughs> okay, Jennifer, you want to go? All right, all right, can I go? So I'm not the last one. Okay, maybe you Curtis go, Jennifer. can be last. This is your pod <laughs> after all. Okay, okay. Um, okay, so... I actually really struggled with this and I just named the last romance drama I felt really emotionally stuck with me or impacted me. And just to preface, like when it comes to like my own romantic relationships, I like them to be really simple and sweet and warm. But then when it's like romances and K-dramas, I like them to be kind of angsty, a little bit tragic. <laughs> a little messy. Um, yeah, a little messy where the devotion between the male and female leads is really, really like evident. And so for me, the red sleeve really hit all those boxes for okay. me because I've mentioned it in the past. It's a historical drama between mm -hmm. um, a hand, like a maid and basically the king. So you you can see where the conflict is already. Um, and I feel like it ta just takes you on this really like epic journey, both romantically, but also in terms of like their personal developments, because I feel like they grow a lot alongside each other. Um, but I will warn you that this drama will leave you with a bit of an emotional hangover. So it's a drama <laughs> that I look back really fondly on, but I'm not really in a hurry to rewatch it. But if you want to feel a lot of emotions, a lot of happiness and then sadness, highly recommend. Okay. Red Sleeve. Yeah, we did talk about that in the last draft. But all right. Red Sleeve sounds solid. Another one I haven't watched. I guess I'm way behind. I am way behind. I need to get on. I this. love Lee Se-young. Like, you should watch mm. all her stuff. Okay, all right. All right, well, let's jump to um, let's jump to our buddies in San Francisco, the Pocha Playlist, Andy, Jenny, and Brandon. And uh, just so everyone knows, I did ask people to plug their own podcast. So, <laughs> so uh, don't think that they're just, you know, taking over my airwaves or anything. I asked them to plug themselves. So we have a little bit of a plug for some of these podcasts. All right, here comes Poach Playlist. Hi, Curtis, Nadira, and Jennifer over at the Infatuation Podcast. This is the Pocha Playlist. You have Brandon, Jenny, and Andy. Say hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hey. We are a weekly K-drama where we do fun games, reviews of K-dramas. We rank everything on our list. We also have a Patreon where we do fun dramas and movies. I know you guys are all listeners of us, and we obviously love the Infatuation Podcast. Thank you so much for inviting us again. We've done episodes with you in the past, so I hope all of your listeners can go back and check those out. So, Curtis, your question for us was, what is our favorite romance drama? And you want to know whether this was hard to come up with or pretty easy or if there were a few we were deciding between. Jenny, you want to go first? Yeah, I actually had a really hard time with this. Sorry, guys. I, You know, there's just so many good romances. I mean, I feel like romance is kind of like the bread and butter of K-dramas. Like, this is how I feel like a lot of us got into it was because of how just crazy and like epic all these love lines were um so there was just so many that were running through my head um so i i really did have a hard time out there when some honorable mentions that i was considering um but yeah well i'll tell you guys what it is once we get there how about you andy how was it for you no this was a pretty easy question i think uh, i knew the answer right off the top of my head in like two seconds really? i think i did 
we did a top 10 list uh, on our 150th episode, and my number one of K-drama by far was um, this drama, and it was a romance drama, so um, that was a really easy no-brainer for me. Fair enough. Awesome. So who wants to go first? We're just obviously going to talk about which drama it is, maybe talk about um, the plot briefly, who are the actors, why you like it so much. You got to pitch your, your romance drama. Yeah, Andy, I feel like you knew this one so quickly, so I'll let you do it. Yeah, so my number one of all time is Our Beloved Summer. Woo-hoo! I think this the show came out in the uh, first episode came out on December 6, 2021, and it stars Kim Dami and Choi Wushik. Um, I think this is a really popular drama that you guys have probably heard of before. Uh, I think this show is definitive of a romantic drama um, in the sense that like there are like arcs in these two romantic storylines. It's not just the lovey-dovey K-drama. There's got they go through problems, but they also have like this long-term friendship going on uh, so it has all these tropes and it has a lot of like deep romantic understanding for each other not just through like lovers but through friendships and whatnot um, and it's just not just a romance drama it goes through their work lives and it has a lot of character development and building going on so um, I think this is a great romance drama for anyone and everyone to watch so anyone that listens to us knows that Andy and I both share a uh, uh, love for this drama and I knew that Andy was going to pick this one so I didn't pick it for my own but Mm. if I could just pile on a little bit just to plug that drama what I love about Our Beloved Summer is that it spans a long time period where there's a brief period in the middle where they actually don't see each other and then they fall back in love later and it's truly those scenes that really make it Mm -hmm. the perfect romance drama for me yeah well I feel like now that you're talking about it what did you end up choosing Brandon? I was going to go last, but I guess you're right. I'll go next. I actually chose a very, very recent drama that we Mm. watched this year. It's actually our number one drama on our Pocha playlist. Oh, okay. I chose Moving. Mm-hmm. What I really loved about this show is you have three different romance lines and they're all very different romance lines and they're very special in their own way. Right off the bat, you have the two kids, um, Ko Yun Jung and Lee Jung As character. I think his name was Pong Seok and her name was Hisu. They have the cutest love line that I have ever seen. It's mm. just this childhood love. It's just so innocent. It's yeah. one of those nice guys don't finish last situations where i'm just rooting for this and i say it with all the love this little dorky little kid and when (laughs) he gets the girl in the end i was like loving it and i was screaming at the top of my lungs you have um the main character just because he's the highest build you have rusing rong's character and his love line they call him the monster in the show Mm -hmm. his is a little bit more tragic but i think it's you know another side of love that's more painful but you gotta see it and then you have join song and han hyoju's love which is just it'll it'll melt your heart i think jenny cried the first time that they kissed so (laughs) that sounds so weird on my end but yes i did (laughs) i was thinking about you know what drama had really impactful love lines and i was like wait a minute this drama had three why don't i just pick this one so moving from 2023 is my official pick Mm, that's good all right well i think i am last so i'm I'm taking a little bit of a liberty here because curtis you did say that it doesn't have to be a romance drama it can just be a love line in a romance drama so kind of similar to brandon's vein i am picking one of the love lines in this k drama um so this is also not a Romance K-drama, it's called Hospital Playlist. If you guys don't know what this is, this is a slice of life 
slice of life k-trauma from 2020 it's about these five doctor friends and kind of just their day-to-day but you know they've been friends since undergrad and just have this really great relationship and my love line that i'm gonna pick from these two is between ik jun and sung hwa this is ik jun is played by jo jung suk and sung hwa is played by jun mido um but you know similar topic that you guys brought up earlier with our beloved summer they truly had a relationship from when they were an undergrad together it was kind of like just bad timing on both of their ends they never were able to tell each other their feelings now that they're adults they've just gone through so many things and once again they kind of reconnect and just fall in love and i really appreciated it mainly because it was a very mature relationship um you know, I feel like a lot of these romance K-dramas, they show kind of these small issues that drive people apart. And, you know, we have like the tropey things, you know, but I just wanted to highlight the importance of how mature and how many like green flags are just in this relationship. Like no one was forceful on each other. Everyone just gave each other space, like understood each other's priorities and just the relationship was built on so much respect for each other. Um, and I just think it's such a great portrayal of a healthy beautiful mature adult relationship so i just wanted to throw that um, as my favorite romance um, line in the k-drama i feel like you're selling yourself short jenny because hospital playlist has so many oh yeah absolutely so many other love lines you could choose from there but i will say that one is very special to me too yeah i will say a couple that i was thinking of i mean you know you have the epic fantasy love romances so i was considering goblin i mean that's just a classic and it's one of my favorite dramas um my love from another star was another one that i really really loved back in the past another one that i just thought was like oh they're so good they look so good together i wish they would be together and then just even some of the more recent ones i was considering alchemy of souls with naksu um and jungkook and i was like oh my god like want them together but ended up choosing this but there's a lot that i was considering which is why this question was so hard for me andy did you have any honorable mentions uh no i mean the first thing that popped up is our beloved summer and nothing can come close to a romance for between those two <laughs> andy's yeah. a simple man that's 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 the right answer andy <laughs> nothing comes close all right so infatuation podcast thank you so much for being friends of the pocha playlist uh we love you guys so much and we can't wait to hear your reactions to our picks bye for now bye bye all right Poja playlist, so great. If you guys haven't listened to Pocha, go listen to Pocha. They just came out with their 2023 final ranking of all dramas. Yeah, so Moving was number one for them. So, yeah, really great to hear those guys again. Uh, all right, so any reactions to their picks? Um, <laughs> I will just say I feel like me personally and Pocha playlist have very different tastes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I had some thoughts. um like i i thought it was really interesting that um i also enjoyed hospital playlist a lot um but for me what really stood out in that drama was not really the romantic um Mm -hmm. lines it was more the friendship lines i felt like it was the friendship between the five that really was the core relationship that really um held the drama together Honestly, I felt like the love lines were kind of just ancillary. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was really interesting to see that um, this could be like a favorite romance drama. And all yeah. I will say is Alchemy of the Souls. <laughs> I am so disappointed is all I will say. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, I I think my pick might be like that a little bit too. Where I'm I'm I like the drama so much that I'm kind of forcing myself to pick a love line within that drama. But but yeah, I, that show she said it. You know, it's not about romance, but that romance it was neat. It was it was a very mature, often actually realistic romance in a way where. Like, what do you do if one of your best friends, you know, you've had feelings for all this time and then, you know, maybe now the timing might actually work out? It asks that question, right? What would it be like if a really, really good friend of yours um, that you've had feelings for all this time, how do you go about that? So that was kind of interesting. I think that was an interesting development in the writing. They did a good job with it, I thought. How about you, Nadera? Any responses? Did you like Our Beloved Summer? Um... I think it's a, I'm not quite sure. Cause I think if I had binged it, I would have completely loved it. Mm. But because most of the time they're, you know, they're at that age where they finish studying, they're just in the somewhat early part of their career that I couldn't really relate to much. Um, they're, yeah. they're trying to figure <laughs> themselves out. They're trying to figure their relationship out and week by week I watch it and I'm like, how come you haven't figured out your feelings yet? It went mm-hmm. to that frustrating point. But again, mm-hmm. I'm not the target demographic for that show. Okay. Yeah, maybe. How good was moving, though? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think you could have picked any one of those love lines. Yeah. Like, my favorite one in that one was, yeah, the the monster one. The the uh, flying daddy. And yeah. The, and the mom that had yeah. spidey senses. Right. <laughs> was that your favorite? My favorite was the one that just can't, you know, die or, you know, heals fast. The monster? Yeah, yeah. So that's the one I was thinking of. So. Oh, interesting. Okay. I yeah, I haven't I, cried. That was the hardest cry I did in 2023 from a K drama. Yeah. Oh, was it the relationship between him and his son? Actually? The coffee girl. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I remember now. I actually yeah. forgot for a moment. Okay. I agree. I right. agree. I agree. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah. And actually, she was in Hospital Playlist. She played yeah. the sister of one. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I love that drama so much. And it, it at first I was going to I would probably just like it just if it's like superhero-ish, right? But then they throw in these really deep complex love stories that was it it made it really good. It was really good. Uh good picks everyone at Pocha. Thank you for joining us. Uh, always fun hearing your voices. And let me see. I'll go next and then I'll let Jess I'll let Jess bring it in at the end here. Jess Jess really killed it on her thing. Okay, so mine, like I said, is not a romance drama, and it's one that I've shared before. I'm gonna go with our blues, and I'm gonna go with uh Shimina and uh what's his name? Lee uh Mr. Sunshine guy. Um Oh my so goodness, Bihyun? I forgot too. Huh? Oh, yeah, we got <laughs> Oh, Lee Byung-han. Yeah, you're right, Nadir. Byung-han. He's so okay. popular, too. I know. He's in so many things. Mr. Sunshine, uh, Squid Game, he's in In Our Blues. So, they're, so okay, so their quote-unquote romance is super traumatic. It's so much drama, so much um, history, and it's super complicated and it's not very romantic in a way, but it's very complex and it's it's love, you know? Like sometimes love isn't lovey-dovey love or romantic love, but it is it is love. And they had a 
real deep love for each other, I think. Well, especially he had a real deep love for her. And then, you know, they just need each other, and they're, but they're so broken themselves, they don't know how much they can give. So it's just really, I and I just rewatched it, so I really liked it, and I really wanted to, to highlight it, you know, because it just shows a side of love that's a little deeper, I thought, and a little messy, you know, messy, and also very... Um, touching. So that drama, man, our blues. If you're, you know, I guess the audience knows by now, I like these dramas, right? Where there's lonely, sad people who are broken and who don't have anyone but each other. I, I, I kind of get gravitated towards these, even though I don't really have much trauma in my own life. I was going to ask Curtis, is, are you asking for help? What's going on? <laughs> it's a cry for help. No, it's weird. It's weird. I, you know, middle class family in San Francisco, you know, but <laughs> For some reason, orphans or kids that are abandoned or you know just people who have lots and lots of baggage somehow somehow attract me. Um, let's see. Any thoughts on our blues? Um, I did not watch our blues. I, oh, you never oh, watched it. What? <laughs> well, what's nice about the way that our blues is formatted is you can literally just watch the two episodes that's, that's dedicated to their romance, and you'll still understand it. You don't really that's have true. to start from episode one you could just jump to their storyline and it's just two episodes and i thought it was yeah. really touching i agree with curtis i really like their love line probably one of my favorite in the um whole drama yeah yeah for sure yeah, but they're all good every every story is good and there's not that many romance ones in this drama but uh that one for sure that was i think it was the main one it had the most episodes i think i think but so. uh yeah all right so that's my pick Again, I could have gone with I'm Not a Robot. I could have gone with Crash Landing on You while you're sleeping. These are all great uh, traditional, more ro- more traditional K-drama romances, but our blues did it for me. All right, let's wrap it up with our good buddy Jess from Daybot K Rambles. Uh, here you go. I think you'll like her pick. Hi, my name is Jess, and I host the Tebake Rambles podcast, where a couple of friends review Korean dramas. My good friend Curtis asked if I'd so graciously share what my favorite romance drama is, and this question is, to me, deceptively simple. In other words, this was hard, Curtis. So difficult. (laughs) But I think it's kind of interesting to dissect the completed romance dramas on my drama list, or just the romantic couples I've had the pleasure of seeing. That's basically what I did to answer this question. I pilfered MDL and made a quick list of my all-time favorite romance dramas, and then I sat back to take a look at them. Without even realizing it, I basically eliminated every single rom-com. <laughs> um, I've said this before, but I'll say it again here. I personally love angsty romances, the ones that hurt so good. But in all seriousness, I tend to enjoy romances of deeper meaning where the characters change and effectively change each other, usually for the better. They tackle issues together as partners learn to communicate and become a power couple. On the other hand, and I think maybe this is because I have a degree in English and uh, maybe read too much Shakespeare, but I think the best romances, the ones that stick to your bones, are at least a little bit devastating. I pulled shows like 
The Crowned Clown, The Princess's Man, It's Okay That's Love, Our Beloved Summer, Happiness, The Red Sleeve, My Dearest Youth of May. And I know that more than a few of these are triggering for people, but instead of going with a period piece that left a lot of people in pieces, left me in pieces, the show that I ended up going with is admittedly still a period piece, just much more mundane and set at the turn of the millennium. It's a sports drama, one that took the year 2022 by storm. That's right. I went with 2521. It stars Kinteri as plucky aspiring fencer Naido and Nam Joo-hyuk as Peki Jin, a young person whose life has just been upended by the South Korean financial crisis. On a scale of one to Titanic, this show is maybe like a seven or eight. Although I liken the show to the movie La La Land in a lot of ways. It's two people coming together at such a specific formative time in their lives and they affect each other like two stars colliding they root for each other they support each other they want the best always for each other it's a shining innocent magical time to experience first love and to the lament of every chronically online person to experience first loss as well. Um, I said as much on the Tebak podcast review, but I don't mind at all that they spoiler, spoiler alert, break up. It's not the age gap of just four years. It's that they're colliding away from each other. Yijin's broadcast journalism career took him away from Hido before he ever went abroad to cover 9-11. And Hido knew what she didn't want in a relationship after having such a fractured relationship with her news anchor mom. To me, the heartbreaking nostalgia of being able to look back at your first love and still think it was worth it, still think back fondly, still love that person always and know that they had a hand in your life, that they're an indelible part of the fabric of who you are, that's romance. That being said, like, is it too late to change my answer to my dearest? <laughs> um, <laughs> once again, my name is Jess and I host the Teba K Rambles podcast. You can find the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all of them. And you can find me on all the socials at Tebakpod, D-A-E-B-A-K-P-O-D. Thanks so much for letting me ramble on about K-Drama Romance, Curtis. Bye. Oh, man. These people are so well-spoken. You can see why, you know, you can tell why their podcasts are really popular. <laughs> They're so good. They're just, the analysis, wow. She went on a deep dive. She teared up at the end. <laughs> oh, Jessica, I almost wow. teared up. I agree with Yay. everything she said. Oh, man. Yeah, good job, Jess. No, she, she ate that assignment up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so 25-21. Yeah, really, again, complex relationship. Um, not even, spoiler alert, not even a happy ending per se, but it's the one that had to happen, I guess, yeah. Yes, I will go into any argument with any person online who didn't like the ending of 2521. <laughs>
No, that was great. So, hey, everyone, thank you for contributing. Judy, Linda, Leah, uh, Margo, Andy, Jenny, Brandon, and, of course, Jessica. Thank you for contributing. Uh, thank you, guys. Jennifer and Nadira, we are um, we're almost two and a half years into this thing. Oh, oh my god. I know. Actually, I think when we started, Jennifer didn't even have a boyfriend. Maybe, maybe that's why you liked romances better. <laughs> no, I had a boyfriend, but oh, it was on the down low. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was, was going to say, maybe that's why you're not into romances now, because you, you have... Uh, you know what? Own. Maybe. I'm like, maybe I'm dissatisfied in my own romantic life. I don't yeah. need to live vicariously anymore. Yeah. Now you're into the revenge life. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm like, am I into thrillers, revenge, dark drama? What does that say? about oh, the next man. phase of my life <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah no it's it's fun i i think i think k-dramas are still fun like nadira is more into the c-dramas right now but i i'm I still enjoying k-dramas you know i don't watch that many to be honest now i think maybe like i think in 2023 i might have watched six maybe seven but uh, I'm becoming I still a lot pickier. Yeah, that's true too. And plus, I'm watching. There's so much American, Asian American stuff now that I'm, yeah. you know, kind of busy watching those things too. So that's good. That's good. But uh, yeah, everyone out there, how do you feel about these picks? I hope that you've at least resonated with some of these. A pretty, pretty diverse take yeah, from I different love that. people. Yeah. Yeah, you selected some. You know, this the select podcast is so diverse that I think they contribute different things. Yeah, yeah, really fun. And uh, yeah, well, I just selected people that I, that owed me a favor. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they're not getting paid for this. No, they don't owe me anything. But what I'm saying is I picked people that I knew would do it or that I well, hoped would do it. Yeah, so. you get different age range. You get different locations. Yeah. Different genders. Yeah, yeah. yeah we got all over France. <laughs> we got uh, California. We got Florida. We have, oh, Toronto. <laughs> Yeah, so that was really fun. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we should do this again with another category. Can you think of any other categories that we could do this with? Ooh. Well, I don't know how many favors I can keep calling in on these people. <laughs> do you want to do 4th of July? Oh, 4th of July. 4th of July, patriotic dramas. What would be the theme? <laughs> Mr. Sunshine. I was thinking of Mr. Sunshine. <laughs> I was like, what is going to be the theme? <laughs> For country or what is that? What was the one with? Snowdrop, what was that? Oh, yeah, Snowdrop. Uh. <laughs> uh, okay, so, yeah, maybe something summery, maybe. Uh, huh. youth, All right. youth dramas, then, if it's summer. Wow. But, but I feel like that's going to be romance, and I also haven't been watching any youth dramas. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I, I, the idea of another draft is going to be hard for me. I just don't watch enough. So. I know. This is getting really hard. We all just need to find a drama we're all watching. Okay, yeah. Maybe we'll do another one of those episodes where we just watch a drama. Do we need to venture to other, like, Thai drama, sea dramas, Taiwanese oh, dramas? Oh, look at Nadira trying to get us on that sea drama. I'm actually down she for tried, Thai drama. Yeah. Thai, I've actually watched a couple of Thai dramas in the past, and... They're spicy AF is all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are they called? Boy love dramas? They have boy love. BL. They have everything. They have like yeah. kidnapping, anything yeah. you can imagine <laughs> under the sun. They will do it. <laughs> oh, man. We could do movies. We've never done movies. I know. I was going to suggest movies. Hmm. I don't know how much you guys watch. I've only watched like three. <laughs> it's about access for me as well because it's not that easy to get unless I, you know. 
do the alternative way. Yeah. Uh, my Asian TV. Uh, yes, <laughs> Jen will drop you a link. <laughs> I'm gonna bleep Make sure that you have out. Ad blocker. Ad blocker. <laughs> Just remove this whole conversation, Curtis. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, as usual, always fun chatting with you guys on a rainy Saturday night. Well, Nadira, a sunny Sunday afternoon. A rainy Sunday afternoon. Oh, is it rainy over there? All right. We got to do, you know what? My dream, Nadira, my dream is that we do one of these in person. Oh, my God. So we, either Jen or I have to fly to Queensland. Uh, well, it's 2v1. I think we know who's flying. Yeah. <laughs> should we do like halfway and meet somewhere in the Pacific? We should oh, meet in Asia. Hawaii, Guys, we should uh, meet we, in Asia. <laughs> we should meet in Seoul. <laughs> Uh, Wait, oh my god we should meet in singapore seoul or something like that or hong kong or 2026 2027 all right all right yeah wait maybe you know maybe we should have a gofundme or a patreon or something just to get <laughs> flying Nadira to california have you been here before have you ever come out no i haven't oh we gotta get you out here yeah Saying Jennifer's up the street, I can find Jennifer pretty easily. So. Or I do. I, I can, can walk over. to your house. I yeah, can, we... if, I, if I set my mind to it, I could probably walk over. You both can have a holiday in Asia, and I'll just meet you here. No, but I got to move the whole family. I, I'm not, yeah. <laughs> well, not so cool, not so easy for me just to pick up and leave. I have to explain some stuff to the wife, but um... <laughs> it's like uh, no. <laughs> gonna meet two girls in Asia. Yeah. Not suspicious yeah. at all. <laughs> not suspicious at all. That's totally not so. Trust yeah. me, hon. <laughs> It's for the podcast. It's for the, it's for the it's for the content. Oh no! <laughs> no, I think it might be easier to move you over here, Nadira. So we'll get it. But um, all right. So that's my dream. We'll see one of these days. Twenty twenty six. Yeah, that's reasonable. Jen will be making big money by then. Jen will sponsor you over. Dude, I, all right. You know, we'll split it fifty fifty. I'll sponsor you. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm a teacher. You're the nurse. Hey, hey. You worked for thirty years. Okay. <laughs> I'm worth for zero at this point. So let uh, me give me some time. <laughs> yeah, 2026, plenty of time. Plenty yeah, of time. okay, okay. <laughs> All right. So thanks again, guys. And we'll talk to you soon. We'll talk to you online. We we always chat about something. What are you guys watching? Actually, we haven't asked you guys what you guys are watching. I, uh, I just watching? finished episode two of Captivating the King. Hmm. Uh, that has Joe Jong Sok from Hospital Playlist and Shin okay. Se Kyung from Run On, um, Black Knight, The Man Who Guards Me. It's. Mm. I really like episode one, but episode two had a little bit of too much political intrigue for me. But at the trajectory, I think I'll keep watching. Okay, Jen, you watching anything? Are you studying? Oh, you're on break. You just got on vacation. I know. I I haven't watched anything. I was gonna start the bukuki. Bukui? Is that how you say it? The bukui. You said. I thought you said bukuki cookie. I thought you were talking the bukki. I was like the bukki. There's a drama called the bukki. I'm uh, eating. Okay, okay, sorry. Okay, the uh, bequeath. The bequeath. It's okay. the thriller. Apparently it's good. Yeah. I was reading reviews and people really like it. Uh-huh, but uh-huh. it looks really scary and dark. Okay. Can, can I one? suggest that we all watch A Shop for Killers? Oh, oh wait, what is that? That sounds really familiar. That's Lee Dong-wook with the girl from Kingdom who was like the young queen. And apparently oh. it's about this um, guy who runs a shop where assassins hang out and his niece <gasps> wants to oh, yeah. out or something. I wanted to watch this. Okay. Yes. I yeah, wanted no. to watch it. It was on my radar. Yeah. No, isn't Pocha doing a Patreon on that one? Or someone's doing something on that. I forget. I who, think but, they're okay, just going to yeah, watch it for killers? normal episodes. Yes. A Shop oh. for Killers. Mm. I think you guys have it on Hulu, don't you? Yeah. It would be Hulu for us. If it's Disney for you, it's Hulu for us. 
Don't worry, I can access anything. Yeah. That's not a problem. <laughs> Jen doesn't subscribe to anything except for ad blockers. <laughs> Wow. All right. All right, guys. Well, thanks again for spending time with me, and we will talk soon. Maybe we'll talk a little shop for killers um, soon. You guys are very quiet tonight. What's wrong with you guys? <laughs> <laughs> are we normally talking? I feel like I'm regulating myself as usual. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I feel like I do these these pauses expecting one of you to jump in, and neither of you jumped <laughs> I'm like, all right, so uh, great time, guys. <laughs> and then there's like nothing. Because <laughs> I'm like, should I talk? Should Nadera talk? Uh, someone I don't want to talk Jeez. over her. <laughs> all right, let me try that again. <laughs> all right, guys, as usual, fun chatty with you. What's going on? Oh, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. <laughs> you should just make that your ending. All right, I'm just going to hang up on you, all right? So don't take it personally. All right, guys, as usual, fun chatty with you. And we'll talk to you soon. All right, bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. I miss sold you. But why is it $13.99? Sold you bottles over ice. No one looking at a price tag, yeah. Easy peasy like a bike. Bumping speakers and a mic stand, yeah. Sold you bottles over ice. No more looking at a price tag, yeah Easy peasy like a bike Bumping speakers and a mic stand, yeah Mayo, Atsume, pour that milk and cereal Tone, 